everybody, welcome back to uh, another Frontier bonus crew roster episode. Um, I'm joined today by Dragon. Hello. Hello. How is it going? Feels like it's been a while since we, since we chatted, although I guess for listeners it was uh, Stargate, which wasn't too long ago. But it's been a bit longer since we recorded it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when, well, Stargate was the start of April we recorded and sort of when it went out and we're, we're currently recording this end of July, so yeah, yeah. Well, those who've, those who've tuned into these Frontier Bonus episodes before will know we're here today to kind of add a few crew members um, to the uh, to the crew manifest of our ship from uh, Frontier, uh, the USS Tenzing. Um, it's just just a casual chat, just uh, you know, bounce some ideas. We, we've you know, sort of similar to the world building D and D episodes we've done in the past, although those were for kind of all sorts of things this is basically like let's come up with let's come up with some characters let's let's add a few background people to the to the show with the, with the tv shows of star trek they're kind of limited to like okay well we got our main cast and you might see some recurring background characters who don't have any lines or some extras but we're not really limited by that we can add you know character details to any number of people on our ship plus it's all you know more people for me to draw from when when we're actually playing the game, I can be like, yeah, this character's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> having having some of this stuff worked out beforehand is, is much more helpful to me. Um, I was just going to ask, do you want to focus it around um, the medical staff or...? Well, we can do, yeah. I mean, um, I've got most of the medical staff sort of named, but most the vast majority of them don't have anything other than, like, a name, what their vague job is. So I've got nurses, orderlies... Di- medical diagnostics and a couple of technicians we can always add some more people as well um but pretty much just like a job a name species is pretty much all i've got for yeah. all of them except for three so <laughs> it's it's wide open basically um but what we've been kind of doing with these episodes is sort of using your you know your character as a starting point so with with eden we kind of added some people to the security section that would be like people who johnny interacts with a bit more or at least sort of people who were kind of a bit more on his level that he might run into Mm -hmm. did something similar with uh with mark we added a couple of um science people um we did add some details to one of the medical people with that but again it was based on like someone that ray interacts with if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so that i I thought that would be kind of a sort of a fun way to do it would be to be like okay you know your character you know you know where you stand from so like who do they deal with who are they gonna interact with the most well not even the most but like who's somebody that they might have a connection with in their day-to-day life or or otherwise and um and go from there sort of thing Mm. But we don't feel like we need to stick to the medical department, you know, because uh, you know, people on board ship have hobbies. They have, you know, people that they just randomly meet in the bar or whatever. I mean, I, I know it really hasn't thus, thus far been in the bar too much. I think we kind of yeah, established... My only concern is that Arila is probably the least sociable mm. out of our characters. Yeah, doesn't um, do a lot in crowds, does she? crowds are just a bit they're just too many emotions yeah like firing at her so i imagine hobbies are more likely to be either individual or like fairly few people Mm. um i think i'm going to go along the lines of plants because I really like plants, and I can ramble about that. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. Draw from... Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that the, the, the fun thing about, you know, working in Star Trek and, like, in Starfleet, especially in the, this era that we're set in, is that the ships are kind of pretty luxurious, really, and... When it comes down to it, you know, there's plenty of, like, scope for, like, people just... They work their eight-hour shift, and then they've got time off to do whatever they want kind of thing yeah yeah like they're um, not suffering for amenities or space or no i mean like there's, there's all the holodecks we know that there's an arboretum on board um there's any number of crew lounges although we end up we on, on frontier usually end up in the same one just especially because I, I guess uh eden has uh picked that as johnny's favorite one to go to but like there's any number <laughs> of different like crew lounges and like places to just sort of do their own thing and such so i mean i, I would imagine we can pretty much if you want a reader to have any kind of 
interest or hobby we can say that there's definitely a place to be doing that and there's definitely probably somebody else who is also sharing an interest you know it's, yeah. it's not like we can say like she's into plants oh sorry she's on a spaceship there's nowhere to do that you know <laughs> yeah there's definitely yeah. an arboretum on board which you know it's kind of like a two-story i think it's two-story but it's a yeah, there's one on um tng but like yeah, similar class of ship so i've just said there's one on this ship sort of thing which is sort of a fairly large room with you know basically room for growing stuff and yeah, yeah all kinds of things and frankly, the Arboretum sounds like a fantastic place and yeah. Urela wants to meditate. So if it's if, like, if they've just been on an away mission or mm. um, after the after the big fancy dinner that when Ray collapsed, okay, in Medbay for ages after that, get some sleep. Check on him, go meditate. See if you can think of anything. <laughs> mm. I think we had we had a short scene, didn't we, where Rila went and meditated on the holodeck. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it was the holodeck that time. Yeah. Yeah, but if we want to, we we can hundred percent say that like a lot of the time she goes to the arboretum, like because I think that there'd be a different. It's a difference between going to the holodeck and there's holodeck flowers, which can be you know pretty convincing, but the arboretum is real, real plants, real you know. Real environment, basically. Other than I, I've, I've been kind of like thinking in my head, like because obviously TNG had a had a budget they had to stick to, so it kind of looks like they've taken a room somewhere and just put a bunch of turf down, <laughs> a few <laughs> a few flower beds or whatever. But I've, I've been thinking like maybe the walls of on on R one have got like I don't know hollowed things, so they're like it looks it looks bigger in there than it is. So like yeah, it, I think it it could easily be. A, a nice place to sort of go yeah yeah i'm imagining that like one part one side of it is like fairly well manicured mm. and then it feels wilder like the further to the other side you go yeah um i imagine that would suit different different people different species even mm. preferences. for sure i mean it's not i mean the shows are pretty much human centric aren't they but like i think that's just Again, another limitation of making a TV show sort of thing. Yeah. So we, we yeah. don't need to stick to that at all. Yeah. Yeah, we're not having to do all the special effects and the makeup. No, and... no. We can just be like, this is here. It looks great. <laughs> Imagine it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so with that in mind then, I feel like the, the Arboretum would probably have a couple of people who are, if not like working there, but are like there, they've taken it on as like, okay, on my, in my spare time, I help take care of the arboretum i hate you know i sort of I, i've taken responsibility if not for the whole thing but like this is a section here i want to grow some plants from my home world or something mm -hmm. having like a communal place where people can grow stuff that they they like and is familiar is is a, a good place to jump off from i think maybe yeah and it's also the sort of thing that even if Irila wasn't herself like interested in the plants in the atmosphere like I can imagine that she would recommend people go somewhere like that to help yeah. de-stress and things. Like a sort of peaceful, therapeutic kind of place yeah. to, to be. Especially for humans. Looking at greenery is good for you. Mm, for sure. Well, we can sort of add... I mean, there's a, on, on TNG, um, Keiko, who marries um, O'Brien, is in charge of the Arboretum on the Enterprise, but she's not an officer at all. She's not in Starfleet. Mm -hmm. So we could sort of add, I don't know, I guess a couple of people who were civilians who were just there because they, they want to, they're basically kind of passengers, but they also are in charge of the Arboretum, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's an idea. But then we also, I do have, well, there's sort of room to add people who are in the sciences department as well. I've got a botanist on staff, but they are, that's more kind of like they do the science botany stuff. Yeah, yeah, they investigate the new things we find. Yeah. Um, for example, they'd be the people who are in charge of, like, seeing what the um, the spike things that <laughs> uh, Amy's character got stuck oh. with on that early storyline <laughs> would be and, yeah, and that kind of thing. Friends. Yeah. You get trees that do that. 
I mean, okay, no, not in reaction to sound, but you get trees that do things like that, mm. which is wild. Yeah, I mean, I was like shamelessly ripping off the the plants from Jumanji when we were running that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, it's been a while since Jumanji's out. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a inspiration. Um, but yeah, I think the like sort of civilian. I don't want to say gardeners, but you know, I mean, like a sort of caretakers. Yeah, yeah, would be a sort of, of maybe somebody that a realer is sort of, you know, casually kind of, you know, they're, they're someone they see there regularly if they're if whenever they're there, and you know, it's a sort of acquaintances maybe mm. as a starting point. Um. Okay, let me, I've got my uh, I've got my giant spreadsheet open, which is only getting bigger as the more <laughs> the more stuff we do. <laughs> I've expanded it since we last recorded. I've now got just for my own sanity, so I haven't got like multiple Word documents open. I've added the crew members from the other ships to it, so we're now at 146 different rows on this. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> I, that's quite a lot. A lot of them are gaps, though, because I'm just sort of like I didn't want it. You know, I've got gaps to add stuff, so. Yeah, but yes, it's <laughs> this is a big this is a big spreadsheet. Um, okay, well I can kind of put these down then. I'll, I'll start a line here. So we've got they're not in Starfleet. Do you reckon? Yeah, I I think they're probably civilian contractor. Yeah, let's go with that. Well, so for example, a character that we interacted with quite a lot on there is the the bartender ten forward. Like yeah. they're not in Starfleet. They yeah. are, yeah. They're 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 a member of the crew, but they're just sort of like a civilian sort of, you know. This is where they live. They got a, you know, they got a cabin and and such and that. But they're not taking orders from anyone. They're just sort of, yeah. Obviously, they're, they're, they're there working a job. Yeah, yeah. And as a result, get to go see the universe as well, sort of thing. Um, okay, I will just put down arboretum as responsibilities here. I've got well, my my columns are uh, rank, assignment, name, species, gender, agent, and, and such. Assignment, I guess, a lot of them I've written down none, but they're they're people, they're characters that are like children of people that we've run into and and such. But the, in the same section, there's hospitality in ten forward is the bartender, and there's the barber who nobody's gone to see yet because none of none of you wanted a haircut, I guess. Um, I don't have any hair. You haven't got any hair, so yeah. <laughs> How many people do you think would be? I feel, I feel like it's it's you know it's a decent sized room, but it's not going to need a huge number of regular people. Maybe two people. Yeah, I think two people, and then there's going to be hobbyists picking up. Yeah, and it's an extra that's needed. So, what was the who was the sort of what jumped to your mind first when we sort of said, okay, someone who's in charge of the arboretum? In terms of like, what was the picture of a character that? came to mind first now, for, for me I'm, it might be being sort of colored by watching too much of the show but i had sort of overalls and and stuff in mind as a sort of but n- not really a kind of clear picture of like type of person i guess really well so i'm one of these weird people that i do not get visual images in okay. my head at all right <laughs> so i'm kind of Looking at a list of different species. Sure. Okay. Being like, hmm. I think Ooh, a different way. A different way to put it. Then um, I will just put out that we've got a lot of humans, and I want to maybe. I think it's maybe more interesting to kind of have not everything be a human. Yeah. And then at the same time, we've got like the sort of I guess stereotypical personality traits of each one, but then it's it's fun to subvert those as well. Yeah. I like the idea of an angry gardener. I am just putting that out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um they they take out their rage while <laughs> digging over soil or yeah. cutting back branches. And, and Tellerites are sort of the stereotypical thing of them is like they love an argument and they're quite boisterous I'm and confrontational. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel work. like they they would have a bit of a short fuse if anybody was messing with their garden. In a way they didn't like. That actually works very well for Gardner. <laughs> well, did, even just from the the comedy angle of like, oh, what a what a um, a peaceful place we've got here. All these plants, and you just hear in the background, "Get the fuck off of my lawn! What are you doing out here? Didn't you know I've just put that down? <laughs> Do you know how long it took to grow that to grow that to flower?" <laughs> 
I was six weeks. I was waiting for these seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I get yeah. a, a lot it's of this. I feel like the longer we play, for, the longer we record Frontier and play Star Trek Adventures, the more I lean towards like, hey, that would be funny. Let's do that rather than yep. like <laughs> <laughs> me. Okay, so if, we, if we're thinking two, we won't go further details just yet. We'll, we'll kind of we get we we'll get this in place. So we've got the angry gun. I feel like they should have a maybe there's a Tellerite and is the angry sort of one, and then there's somebody who's very zen. And I don't want to stereo. I don't want to go straight to Vulcan because that's kind of a stereotype. But maybe just somebody who's there to kind of play off of them mm-hmm. and you know be like, I don't know, almost not like a full opposite. I want to go for a species that seems reptilian because mm-hmm. I can imagine them having the wilder half yeah. of the arboretum. They'd have different tastes as well, wouldn't they? In terms of yeah. Yeah, maybe because maybe they like seeing different free, seeing like different wavelengths and things. So they would like yes, if they can see in UV, their plant options are vast. Yeah, well, we've got a couple of options there. There's saurians. We haven't seen many of them on the show, um, but there's definitely well, there's one in um, there's one in sick bay. There is one in sick bay. Yes, uh, tack. Yes, we met them very early on, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, that is. Nurse tack. Nurse tack. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that idea though. Maybe, yeah. Because I don't know. Hang on. I, I, all my books are in the other room. I was gonna look up the um, <laughs> like, is there like, do they prefer warmer temperatures and stuff? So maybe there's like, not like a battle, but like, there's almost like a war of the heater on one side and the aircon on the other. Or something. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> everything's gonna have its own preferred temperature and that but i like that as an idea yeah we've got yeah. To like a more temperate slightly maybe tropical i don't you know zone and then a, like a yeah and it's yeah. the it's the temperate gentle climate that has the angry gardener yes definitely because <laughs> they like it like just so you know and, it, and that and the the saurian is like oh no look at all these colors look what's happening and it's like maybe some slightly bland looking stuff to the humans and and such but they you know they're seeing stuff <laughs> that other people aren't yeah. yeah they're just kind of looking at them like but but <laughs> okay some of them have a slightly different texture but that's kind of it hmm Maybe they don't like they don't like actively dislike each other. There's just like a simmering professional disagreement. Yeah. So like, they, it's not my fault you can't see the beauty of all of these colors. <laughs> exactly. And they just that the, the, there's no yeah that they've not they don't you know there's nothing personal that's come between them or anything. It's just occasional encroachments between the different sides and then yeah. <laughs> Your plant was growing too far over this place. Bit of a clash, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like it. Um, I'm just going to add to my notes then. Angry gardener, chill gardener. Well, we think of chill gardener or like enthusiastic, I think is, is kind of the... Enthusiastic, I think, is a good counterpart to angry. Yeah. Enthusiastic, probably fairly cheerful. Cheerful, yeah. They're 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 able to surround themselves with all of the things they want. Exactly. They're just a little sad that nobody else can, or not many other mm. people, can see it. Yeah, and I don't think they're like planting stuff that is like not fun to look at or anything. I think they're just most people aren't getting the full experience, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, do you have anything in mind in terms of like? Uh, is it like? Like male, female, non-binary. I mean, it's a bit different. It's not. It's not. It's not really key. I suppose. I'm just sort of. I have. A, I have this spreadsheet, and <laughs> it's got all these boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there are boxes that need filled. Yeah. That is fine. I think female for the Saurian. Mm-hmm. Um. Tellerite. Let's make them female as well. Sure. I can imagine the Saurian just kind of happily going around doing stuff and yeah like i say enthusiastic cheerful works well i think with that i'd be yeah. like hey welcome to the arboretum what are you into oh wow yeah yeah come and look at this stuff and then footprints on the wrong <laughs> the wrong patch of grass as well oh, yeah. i like it <laughs> I and mean, we have actually i was thinking we have been in the arboretum very briefly in one episode yeah yes um for an awkward <laughs> thing with johnny and bond and 
Um, God, what was her name? Faria. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was the introduction of Bond's potential love interest. So, yeah, we can, we can go back there. <laughs> yeah. Looking up Tellarites, they apparently come from a very cold planet. Hmm. So, I suspect a decent bit of the grumpiness might also be because the other side is just too, too hot. Yeah. And it's not comfortable. And you know it has to be that way because that's what the plants need. But <laughs> they're able to uh, they're able to put it aside for the the good of the plants, but they're not going to hide their how uncomfortable like the heat, some of the heat lamps or whatever make them. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to mess with the plants, but they are grumpy about it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, bringing it back to the Arela connection, then. So if Arela sort of going to the arboretum semi regularly, whatever. Do you? Did she has she had much interaction with these? Do you think? I mean, I would think they would be like a definitely like you would recognize them and they'd be sort of like an acquaintance. So you know, you would have said hello or whatever. But yeah, is are these? I mean, we, as you said, Arela's not the most social, but kind of one on one, it's not so. Yeah, that's much easier to to not get overwhelmed by it. Yeah, um, I suspect the. I think I really will check up on the Tellarite. Mm. Um, like, are you doing okay? Do you need anything to like cool your temperature? Yeah. Can I help you with something here? <laughs> What's annoying um, you today? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Well, I come here to chill out, but yeah. clearly you're stressed. How can I help? But maybe, maybe not such a long. You're not. You're not seeking them out for long conversations other than just to be like just check they're not about to explode kind of thing oh. know, like look after them a bit but it's that's not the person she goes to to just like sit and chill out no wouldn't be your first choice of, of sort of socialization i guess just in terms of personality yeah. clash yeah pretty much yeah um whereas i think she would get on really well with the saurian hmm Especially if the, the shared interest is there. And I, I think the enthusiasm is the key there. Yes. Yes, they're enthusiastic, but they also just like exude like positivity. Which I guess, I guess to an empath would be like, ah, oh, I know I can go here and you're not going to have incoming feelings of stress from other people, at least not from everybody in the room. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. You, you know, they're yeah. a source of like, oh, they're going to be pretty, they're going to be pretty chill. The vibes are going to be good. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's quite interesting actually to me that like maybe maybe this is like a subconscious thing that as an empath Arela is she's not maybe not even fully aware that she's doing it but like if you're picking up people's emotions here and there you're gonna naturally kind of gravitate to like oh well I didn't you know this was a the vibes were better with this person mm-hmm. because their yeah. emotions were you know, <laughs> they were exuding positive energy and stuff. They were, you know, enthusiastic. They were happy. So maybe she sort of, I, I mean, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Maybe it's sort of like a, she, she finds herself drawn to like quite positive people just because mm-hmm. the, the background noise is, is better. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would make a lot of sense, especially because they're a doctor so generally if people, okay, people might be in sickbay for relatively positive or neutral reasons, mm. but if anyone is like really injured or having mental health issues, or that's going to be quite a lot to... Yeah, it's kind of ground zero for yeah. if anyone's in pain or whatever, they are coming to you. Yeah, which means there's a lot of, I guess, stress rather than... Flat out negativity. Mm. Which I would imagine would be a different feeling. Like, it's different. There's a difference between someone who's like, I don't want to say angry. Angry is not what I'm going for, but like, um, someone who's got, like, I guess a negative outlook on the situation, but no matter what's happening, you know, and that is, is slightly hostile in their, you know, how they're, I don't know, hostile on their outlook, I guess. Yeah. I think. Like pes- pessimism and cynicism, mm. I think would be really draining. Yeah, and and again, as I say, maybe it's not something that's you know you're actively going, oh, you know, this person. I'm picking up the pessimism. It's just something that it would just be like I don't know, like a kind of 
a background sort of not drone is not what I mean, but it would be like a kind of it'd be like different mood lighting, you know, sort of thing yeah. in the room. Yeah, like that. Um, but of course, it would be so because the realists never not had the empath abilities; they're not that really aware of it consciously. Mm. It's just this. This is sort of yeah. So you don't you, you don't know any any different. You're just like okay, you know. With, when I'm with this type of people, I can relax more. And you, you maybe haven't, you haven't put a, you haven't put that into words or whatever. It's just she just finds herself. And this would be true for all, you know, mm-hmm. um, all, all of the you know empaths. And that would be just be like, okay, well, when you're, you you don't want to add to your stress if you're already stressed. So when you're on your, your downtime, you find yourself drawn to people and places that are not going to add to it. Yeah, so I guess actually. Saying it out loud applies to pretty much everybody, really, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but it's it's more that it's kind of like it's more innate mm. for a realer rather than it being like the external expression of it. Yeah, like it might be for others. Yeah, you're you're more kind of you're you're actively picking it up. It, it well, it's kind of odd the terminology. You, you're kind of you're actively picking it up as a physical thing rather than somebody. How uh, you know? You know what I'm saying. It's less yeah. easy to brush off. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it's much. It, yeah, it's a much. It's more buried, mm. but it's also it's also more difficult to like just kind of like gloss over and distract. Yeah. Or or really focus on oh, but. Like, no, they're talking about this thing. This is fine. But yes, yes, they are. But I can still feel all of this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I've been, you know, when we were recording the first series is like, how do I put into words like how these, you know, sort of things are? And I guess sort of the closest I've come up to really, which is, you know, not so, not that I, I did when we were recording the first uh, season actually put it into these words, but... I'm sort of thinking to think of it in terms of like background sound more than yeah. anything. Like it's not sound because you know, that, but it you know, in terms well, of it's, like it's a, it's a sensory thing that we don't actually have words for. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of like if it's if the feelings are good, it's it's like a really nice orchestra kind of chord sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And when things are bad, it goes discord and and you know, hurt, hurts the ears, but, like, the, not the ears, hurts the empath senses sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. That's sort of, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of how I've been picturing it sort of thing. You know, maybe that's just coming from sort of, you know, obviously a bit of a musical background and stuff, you know. Where, when, that's a perfect description to me. So it's, I guess you're trying, you're sort of tuning really be tuning her her personal relationships to like who is the least discordant i guess <laughs> yeah yeah just needing that that sort of balance yeah compared to work and i think as well the, the, the thing with that would be that with certain people might be on a non um emotional you know sort of level might be might come across as a little bit abrasive to other people but if their internal feeling is positive or whatever, like that, that's just how they get, like, yeah. it, I would imagine, you know, Tellerites in general, for example, like, you know, we've, we've mentioned them already, are, are that's the stereotypical in universe thing is that they're quite argumentative mm-hmm. as a, as a society, you know, that's, that's the natural thing is like, I, you know, like an argument or whatever. I like the back and forth. I like the, a little bit of, you know, <laughs> a little bit of discourse like, on that. They don't fight. They just like having discussions and debates. Yeah. And some of those <laughs> debates are a little bit more forceful than others. But I yeah. would imagine, like, internally, they're having a good time doing that. So yeah. while, yeah, while it, it might, other species or whoever might find it a bit abrasive and be like, wow, what a bad time, you know, interacting with them, yeah. they're personally not giving off bad, bad vibes on the emotional level. So it's like a whole different sort of layer of textures there where it's just like, well, they are really, you know, could be, you know, they're having an argument, but they're actually not giving off bad emotional vibes. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, because I think if they were if they were giving off a, like, like, really unpleasant, like, you want to have an argument because you want conflict, mm. um, I 
doubt Irila would feel comfortable there. Yeah. Even if she is with the the cheerful, happy-go-lucky Saurian mm. on the other side of this big room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would probably still be like a flashing light, just a bit more in the distance. Yeah. Whereas I think it's it, the vibe I think from the other one would be like, they're not, they're not angry because they're angry. They're angry because that's because they're just quite, quite a forceful personality sort of thing. Yeah. And people are doing, they are. yeah. Yeah. So they're not like a, they're not moving through the emotion, you know, empath world, giving off like a, I'm going to hurt people. I'm not in a, you know, you don't want to deal with me. They're mm. they're perfectly happy doing what they're doing. And for them, part of that is letting people know when they've, you know, in the, <laughs> they're, they're stepping on the wrong bit of grass or whatever. They're not giving, you know, they're not actively, I'm going to hurt someone angry. It's just, mm. they're not, they've got a different sort of, I guess, conversational level where they would, yeah. yeah. To them, maybe, you know, they're, it, in their vocabulary that's just saying like hey don't step on that but to everyone else it's coming across as like what the hell do you think you're doing you get you know getting on my you know <laughs> yeah if i don't tell you if you do something wrong then you're going to keep doing it wrong yeah exactly yeah so it's an interesting yeah, sort of second I, layer like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've uh, the flip side of that as well this is a, a character that uh, eden and i came up with um, on his one of these is another member of the security department who's same level as Johnny in terms of ranks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've kind of come across. Well, we, we I need to explain two characters for this. The first one okay. is sort of Johnny's nemesis, but he doesn't know she's his nemesis. Like he's her mm-hmm. nemesis, basically. Uh, okay. Like it's a it's a Klingon, and she's been on the ship a little bit longer than Johnny, and she's frustrated that he seems to be getting all the good jobs. And she's kind of, you know, she's a little bit, you know, Klingon honor at stake. It'll be like, why is this Johnny Connard being picked again for these missions sort of thing? And she's got a Tellarite friend who is 100% there for the drama. Uh-huh. Like the Tellarite right. does, does not actively dislike Johnny at all, but is perfectly happy to wind up the Klingon because she just likes the vibe that is. <laughs> that, that, the, <laughs> she likes the hostile vibes that are at play because it feels like home sort of thing. Oh, so <laughs> it's so a little bit maybe of a shit stirrer, but only because it's just like, well, this is this is this is the comfortable this is how I feel comfortable when there's a bit of a higher tension level here, you know. But it's so boring most of the time if we're not doing this. Yeah, all these starfleet people getting along, let's stir it up a little bit. So <laughs> so she's maybe like the Klingon is like frustrated and you know, annoyed, and this Tellarite is not helping the situation doesn't actively have anything against Johnny, but it's just there to stir it up and maybe make it a bit more tense because it's just like this this feels like, you know, I remember Tellarite Christmas dinners at home, everybody shouting at each other and <laughs> she's just trying to get to that point. So oh, yeah. Man. I mean, I can uh, imagine that would be so aggravating for Johnny. <laughs> well this is the funny thing is that I think this is what Eden and I came up with is that Johnny doesn't actually realize that the Klingon is annoyed at him like at all like to him it's just like he's just getting you know he's what we've seen which is just like oh yeah no I think I'm doing okay in the security department I'm doing all right I got my friend Bond I got you know I've been doing this stuff um meanwhile mm-hmm. the other side of like the lunchroom is this Klingon basically being like fucking Johnny getting all the good yeah. jobs <laughs> getting fully wound up the Klingon is wound up Johnny's just completely oblivious Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, <laughs> but I, to, to my point though is like I think we're what we're coming into with adding this extra texture, and it's the you know, same with we came up with with Mark with um, we gave one of the junior doctors his archery one, is that mm-hmm. people are we're, we're kind of adding the texture level, which wasn't intentional, but like people on the ship are operate, operating on very different kind of cultural and emotional wavelengths, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Like the the junior doctor that does archery with Ray is uh, is Vulcan and is pretty much just doing the archery as a kind of um, I guess like a focusing sort of exercise kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't remember exactly how we put it, but maybe Ray is maybe slightly feeling a bit more competitive, but the Vulcan is not operating, not coming at it from the same kind of point of view as Ray. We didn't go into yeah. it 
that deeply but it, in, in my head i was just like well these are two very different characters doing the same activity they're not going to be coming you know they're not going to be looking at it the same you know so i think my point really was like it, it's interesting as we add more to the the crew to sort of see like okay they're all kind of united in this like yeah we're running the tenzing well from our mission it's going you know we're we're going to explore the unknown but they all got very different points of view but mm-hmm. again it's, it's just interesting to me Started kind of waffling a bit, but yeah. Oh no, I like it. Um, it's it definitely gives more. It gives a lot more of the richness, mm. and it's going to be because it's essentially like a small city. Yeah, yeah. I think there's cool. the crew is seven fifty. I think. Mm-hmm. I thought I've got I that number in my head from out. somewhere. Yeah, which is. It's, a, it's not a huge amount of people, but on a, not the big, you know, it's not a, not a small starship by any means, you know, we've got lots of decks and things and everything, but it's, yeah, it, it's a lot of people that are kind of in, in it, it's, yeah, it's, like you say, it's a small city, all kind of in one, one sort of enclosed environment. Of course, there's, there's going in and out and everything, but like people are seeing each other every day, you know. You can, you can go to the holodeck and sort of get away from it and there's places and things to do but really you know some of the departments aren't that big really you're going to be seeing the same people you know and that like for example and, and your department is like we are the hospital for this town sort of thing <laughs> you know so it's yeah i don't know it's a sort of it's, it's interesting to just sort of the sort of the underlying psychology of like everybody has to get along but like how are they how are they thinking at these different situations i don't know mm-hmm. i find it quite interesting anyway okay i think i'm very happy with these gardeners as like a sort of thing of like okay they, at the very least it, you know it, it's added another layer to the the arboretum now which is in my head at this up to this point was just like it's you know it's a nice space there's there's plants there's maybe like a little pond and stuff and it's you know it's not a tiny room but like it's not you know this is just a, a peaceful room and that and we've been there once and all up to this point all ahead of my head was there's plants and there's a bench because i mentioned a bench and that's <laughs> that's it so now knowing that okay we've got like we've got a more temperate zone we've got that we got you know we've got you know we've got two sort of two different gardeners with two very different outlooks on life and that it's yeah it's interesting yeah it adds it adds life to it yeah it gives it more of the the depth and the reality um but it also means that the set like the settings themselves feel real no matter kind of what you have in front of it it's mm. like the foreground action yeah definitely i mean uh, and I've, I've definitely found that as we've as we've been playing even with characters where i didn't have much but just being able to say like, oh yeah, this guy's in the background watching has added <laughs> certain, you know, yeah. bits. Um, yeah, so with those two characters, I'm happy to, I mean, we, we, I'll leave the, we can leave the names for now. Um, I'll probably just, I'll go to like a name generator at some point and we'll come up with something for that. Um, did we want to sort of switch gears a little bit and maybe look at somebody who Irela works with on a sort of regular basis? Yeah. Do we want to look at somebody in the medical department and just add something to them? Because I'm up to this point, we got, yep. I say, a bunch of names, jobs, and species, and that's about it, really, for most of them. I mean, we've got, I've got a, we've got a couple of details, haven't we, already? Of some of them, like um, we met the counselor. You went to his, what was it? It's like a barbecue kind of. Counselor <laughs> yeah, was, was the one that was pregnant, and yes, had some concerns. Yeah, yeah, uh, she's in a different section on my spreadsheet, but he he himself is in the medical department. Um, we got your assistant chief medical officer who we talked to as well. I think in that same sort of scene, but yeah, really for most of them, we haven't got anything, um, in terms of like character details, we're just names Mm -hmm. and, uh, so I guess this is sort of, yeah, who, 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 let's add some stuff, (laughs) pick someone and say like, it doesn't even, doesn't need to be that deep. We can just be like, what are they into? You know, what's, what's something that they what's something they're not into what you know because i mean a lot of these characters we we may not interact with are just happy to have some extra stuff on them really yeah um are there any uh starfleet rules about things like tattoos and hair colors um 
I don't think there are, really. Um, I think that's one of the things that as the show has been, because obviously that they've been making Star Trek for 55 odd years now. Mm-hmm. And obviously attitudes of, you know, so, you know, the sort of unconscious attitudes of the society it's been made in have changed as it's, as it's gone on. So like the first time, even though Star Trek as a show has always been quite sort of forward looking and everything. Mm-hmm. fact of it is that like really in the original series it was a lot of men with short hair cuts yeah. and i don't think you saw any tattoos on anybody who wasn't maybe a villain of the week or whatever yeah um i just trying to think if there's any tattoos that we've seen on Starfleet members i i would i would maybe make the executive decision to say there is no problem. Uh, actually, you know what? The main character, um, Chakotay in uh, Voyager, mm-hmm. had a face tattoo. Yeah. yeah. But even then, that was kind of a very 90s thing of it, of like, oh, he can do it because it's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, that strikes me as like, this is a 1990s thing of like, yeah, we can only, you know, tattoos are still a little bit taboo sort of thing. <laughs> Definitely in professional yeah. settings. So, but I feel like nowadays might go a different way like and hair colors and and you know everything's quite non-dyed up until i guess really discovery started having you know some people with maybe background characters with different color hair and stuff yeah um, i mean it would be very difficult because the way it tends to be worded um in like real world things is no unnatural colors yeah you can't really do that if you have how many species as part of the federation? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I would lean towards it's not a problem so long as yeah. so long as they can do their job. I think we'll have somebody who has a tendency to turn up every couple of shifts with totally different color or style of hair. I like that. But it, <laughs> if you guys aren't going to go visit the barber, we'll at least have an NPC who does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Something to as a sort of that's the thing. And like, oh, it's you know, who, who, well, how's it going to be this week, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You're never quite sure how their hair is going to look until they come in for their shift. Yeah, and we're into twenty three seventy eight now, so we've got three hundred and <laughs> three hundred and fifty years of hair color changing technology ahead of us. That's going to make this so much easier. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'll be could have could be absolutely anything. Yeah, go from a buzz cut to incredibly long. I can't see why not because I mean, even like in sick bay, there's like dermal regenerators for sealing wounds up, yeah. like perfect. So why can't you just be like, here's here's a hair growing ray or something. <laughs> hair growing ray? You know what I mean? But like something. To, yeah, know, something that will be will... like follicle encourager, not encourager. That's a stupid word, but like <laughs> follicle growth accelerator or something. You know, mm. there we go. Techno babble. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Well, we've got a, a list of characters here. Who do you think would be the uh, the go-to for that? I'm actually leaning towards Nurse Jaria, the unjoined Trill. Yeah. Who um, we have had mentioned in game because she was. I think we were sort of. She was on the list of Trill to potentially talk to when Ray was having his problem. Mm-hmm. But I think it was discounted because she, she, you know, she didn't have a symbiote. Maybe here's the deeper story there is that like, we could add that maybe she originally applied for the, like the symbiote program. Mm-hmm. But wasn't chosen. Yeah. wasn't chosen. And a sort of, uh, I guess a lot of children would have heard, you know, stories about, you know, symbiotes live multiple lives they sometimes they are this type of person and then they might go to a completely different type of person so maybe she's sort of again another subconscious thing is just like well i if i can't have a symbiote i can at least control how i look all the time yeah definitely um and i can also see that even if they haven't even if they weren't chosen by a symbiote they can still it means that they can vary themselves as much as they like yeah. Within regulation. Yeah, I mean, that, but, that's what I meant more than the... Yeah, check, yeah. They, can, they can change themselves for, for themselves. The, the regu- I'm trying to think if there has been any kind of main things about, like, oh, you know, regulation thing. And I think the main thing, really, 
that I can think of is there was a whole odd thing where Riker was getting super aggro when uh um what's her name? Ensign Rowe was a Bajor and had the earring on. Mm. But that was because she I think he was getting aggro because she was kind of like she was like a bad apple or something and he was like laying down I don't know. And then by the end of the episode she was allowed to wear it and something. But other than that, I I I would go towards like the thing of like, okay. So long it, my my thing is always just like, well, so long as the work gets done, you know, obviously mm. stick to uniform code, but like really like how is someone's hair colour affecting their job sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. There's no there isn't an impact on the job. There's no safety concerns with it. No. So unlike some um some jewellery could be like especially because she works in medical. Hmm. I like think that that's more of a practical. Have everything sterilized. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's that's a practical concern rather than yeah. Like I think it, it, I say with Ensign Row in that TNG episode, Riker was getting aggro because she was kind of like she was like a known bad apple or something, and like yeah, I think it was they were kind of still in the behind the scenes figuring out what they wanted to do with the Bajorans and they added this like a oh, cultural thing they always have this earring thing and I think I don't know if Murphy wears hers but we've had it mentioned I think mm-hmm. that but yeah so it's sort of but that, that was less of a practical concern because she was just going to be like flying the ship on that episode <laughs> so it was like but I think it's it's perfectly reasonable to be like okay yeah look jewellery you're working you're, you're a nurse or you're, you know doing all this you probably you know, so long as, as you say, it's got to be like sterilized and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can see that making sense. Um, I sus, I suspect if they have rules on tattoos, it would likely be that it can't be visible while in uniform. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So it's it, it's one of those things. That it's it's kind of tough to kind of step out of our own sort of like okay, what does. 2023 consider a professional yeah. sort of tattoo you know policy mm-hmm. as opposed to you know you kind of have to think forward to be like okay well how would that change would it you know because it could go either way yeah yeah it really could they could go back to being just like really not a normal thing at all mm. i think the other uh, the in the context of like how how Starfleet is generally shown, they're they're generally pretty sort of focused. You know, uniforms are quite you know well kept, but you know sort of professional looking. You don't really get short sleeve stuff, yeah. So much it's, but at the same time, the general society attitudes that have been shown in terms of wider Federation society is pretty pretty liberal, yeah. you know. Yeah, I imagine it would be a lot more common amongst mm. civilian population rather than uh, people in Starfleet. Yeah. So I, I would lean towards it being like there. There's no rule against tattoos and things, but you've got to, you know, you've still got to keep your uniform tidy and that and everything. And just the side effect of the uniforms being generally, like I say, <laughs> cover pretty much everything apart from the hands and face, by and large. Um, it's gonna, you know, just as a side effect of that, are gonna be covering up a lot of, a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you still are you happy with this sort of to be the the trill? Yeah. I mean, it's the sort of thing that go would go to get does currently at least go together quite often, um, and I can see that they might play with like tattoos and colours with their own markings as well. Yeah. Doing like a join the dots. Sort of thing. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine like their tattoo artist would absolutely love having this completely different challenge. <laughs> well, this is the other thing we talked about, like uh, hair technology coming on. I, this is the thing: is like tattoo removal. Ta- like, could you get some stuff and then it's it so much easier to change your mind later? I would think so. So maybe that that's something that they change up. Probably not as often as they change their hair up, but maybe it's an idea. I, I like the idea of them incorporating their markings into it because obviously they got the, the sort of like well, they like they kind of like leopard spot type things, aren't they? Yeah. 
yeah, that would give lots of um, lots of options, and they can play around with it a lot. Yeah, I will add the note then. Frequent hair color changes has and changes tattoos. Yeah, that works. I, I tend to keep these these notes fairly vague because I'm fitting them into an Excel spreadsheet. Um, yeah, but just to give me because I'll remember this conversation when we next talk to the character if we ever talk to them i don't know if they ever had any lines but yeah. we'll find out we will find out <laughs> yeah okay um i like that i think to wrap this up let's 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 have a one one more quick fire thing to add to one of these medical characters as as we're sort of basing this around Arela. um let's pick someone we don't know anybody anything about So some of these I've just kind of like, I was like, well, who would be working in a medical department? You know, you've got yourself, you've got a few doctors, a few nurses, orderlies, medical diagnostics. I pretty much, I think I just put them in there because um, I don't know if you remember, I downloaded those like enterprise plans. Yes. Um, and it has like a quite detailed like layout of the, um, of the, what the medical bay would be like on the enterprise, which as this is a very similar class of ship, I've kind of gone like, ah, it's the same here. It's, you know, it's not, it's not identical probably, but like whatever. They're just, this is the only in-depth plans there are, but like that had like a medic, like a diagnostics lab on it. So I figured there would yeah. be kind of like a couple of dedicated people there who are running that lab. Um, and I've got that separate there as lab technicians, but I guess there's a sort of, there's, there's another lab as well. I don't know. Um, so we got medical diagnostics. I think they're specific, specific job, I guess, be working mm -hmm. the diagnostics lab. And then there's a general lab as well. Where we've got three lab techs, which I guess they're like running bloods and things. But yeah. yeah. We've got a few to choose from here. The only one, the one that jumps out at me is the Edosian, where I was like, just like, I need to have, <laughs> this, this strikes me as like, I need to mix up the species that we got on here so it's not all humans again. Them, I don't think we've seen on screen at all anywhere other than in the two animated series. Was Star Trek the animated series from back in the day with it way before TNG, but after original series. And I think there's one on lower decks as well. These are weird kind of bald, three-legged, three-armed. I think they've got three arms. Um, and I threw one in there just to be like, hey, there's a thing. Um, but I don't really know what we could add to them. <laughs> What did mm -hmm. I put them down as? Um, they're an orderly. I, th I don't know. I, just, I think I was just almost making subtle jokes to myself at this point that the orderly would find it easier if they had three arms to push something around. But um, I don't know whether to add like... I guess we could add like another hobby. Hobbies is my go-to, really. Mm -hmm. Just because it, sort of, it sort of says something about a, a person and also is something that I can have them talk about at the same yeah. time. And also an activity that I can give to another character and then I can in my head be like, well, these characters would know each other sort of thing. But I, I think we want to, I don't know, I kind of want to vary things up a little bit in terms of like, I don't want everybody to be into the same stuff. Yeah. What if the lab techs were all in a band? <laughs> <laughs> there's three of them, they're cooped up all day. Oh no, there's two humans and a, and a Vulcan. I don't know what kind of... <laughs> Like a like a three piece avant garde electronic, <laughs> <laughs> or some of them do like competitive dancing. Oh, I like that. That's different. Like, kind of like ballroom. Ballroom like dancing, maybe, like competition ballroom dancing. I like it. Um, but there could be almost an infinite range. I mean, yeah, because this, this is the thing. Even if there's nobody else on board the ship who's into it, you can just say, "Computer, put me in a." holodeck program as a ballroom dancing competition yeah and they can just like still do it against like pretty real seeming opponents mm. opponents i don't know yeah <laughs> competitions you know what i mean it'd be like yeah yeah they can still do their hobby no matter whether somebody else is into it or not so you can pretty much be into you know you're not having to compromise on what you're into really yeah. unless what you're into is hunting other people for sport i guess and even then <laughs> Even then, if you keep it to the holodeck, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm joking, really. I'm assuming there's nobody on this ship who's into, like, people hunting. <laughs> I would hope that as someone who would be weeded, but certainly 
for the Starfleet personnel, but that is someone who would be weeded out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on application, because... Just on the application. Yeah, I'm really, I like my physics. I like, you know, I, I, I learned how to fly a shuttle as a kid, and uh, I once killed a man. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to be applying to Starfleet. Yes. <laughs> um... Okay, I like ballroom dancing. Ballroom dancing is very good. Like they maybe they've done it from a younger age and they just kept it up. Yeah. Would this be like a pair? Do you think that like they work together and like they've, you know, someone's like, I don't, you know, maybe maybe one of them's gotten the other one into it. Yeah, yeah. One of them's done it since they were a kid, and when they were first stationed together, they're like, oh, so what do like, what what do you do when you're off shift? Like, probably assuming, like, uh, go to one of the bars. Like, and it's just like, no, I I do competitive ballroom dancing. Yeah, tonight we dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. So, so, yeah, if there's a pair of them that have kind of, we could actually almost have this pair be a couple. How would that feel as well? Yeah, that would definitely. But explain how they like if there are a couple, they've then been moved. You know, they met on a different posting, and as there are a couple, when one of them is transferred, they transferred together. They were able to follow. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm just thinking who that who we could have this be then, because we we could almost we could even add new people. Yeah, that's true. We don't need to fit it to the ones who were there. At all, I I think I just took like a, I took like a vague guess at how many doctors and nurses there would be on a ship this size, and such. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm not sure how else you could do that. No, really. I was just like the 750 people, so like three junior doctors, yourself, and the assistant chief medical officer. I, I was basically basing it on like how many doctors there are in my local GP surgery. <laughs> Which is based on the state of the NHS is probably not the it's probably probably under guessing what it should be. <laughs> but, yeah, but they've got better technology. That's true. So. Yeah. But then nurses I again I, I probably should have sat down and been like, Well, there's three shifts, so there should probably be at least three nurses on at any one time, in which case we haven't got enough nurses. Mm, yeah. Maybe we could add a pair of new nurses then that are like a couple. Yeah, let's do that. What are we thinking? If it's ballroom dancing, are we thinking humans? One of them's human. One of them's human. Okay. Who would the other one be? I mean, I get, it would have to be a fairly human humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'd need to be humanoid. Um, but. And we've got a lot, of, a lot of options, really, because a lot of the species, the main difference between human and them is they've got a different shaped nose. Like <laughs> they've got various face, or they have ridges. Yeah, <laughs> but other than that, it's pretty much just a human, which is. Yeah. I mean, it's convenient <laughs> for a lot it of is. things. Definitely, is. it's definitely convenient for the makeup department. <laughs> uh, human and ooh. what about occasion? Well, that could work. Yeah, like they've got their good agility. So we're thinking Vacation was the one who got the human into ballroom dancing? Yes. I'm I'm kind of thinking like the instead of like the like the gymnastics based like competitive dance. Hmm. It's like a ballroom based with children. Sort of just like this was just a, a maybe this was a fun act wherever they grew up this was a this was one of the larger activities that just was a, a youth club or something. And that's yeah. just gone into like a a lifelong like this is what I do to relax, sort of. Mm. Okay, and I've so I've practiced ballroom dance from a young age, partner of, and I've left a blank because I haven't got a name yet for them. Yeah, I like I like the idea because we don't. I've got I've put a few couples on the ship, but mm. having yeah, we've sort of that, that's more just like a character that you know has has a partner on the ship, and we haven't in most cases actually met the partner. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I like that as a as a concept. <laughs> And then that's again. That's that's two people in uh, a realist department to uh, that we can meet and um, put into scenes and things. So yeah, yeah, that's fun. 
Well, I'm happy with everything we've come up with today. I don't know. Are you, is there anything else you want to add before we, uh, I guess, call this to a close? <laughs> I don't think so. I really like all the, like all of these characters. Hmm. Um, I like that we've managed to get away from being quite so human. Yeah. Dominated. I think it's just a case. It's, it's such. I think when I'm building, especially from a starting point, it always just the, the, the easiest thing is to just say, "Oh, it's a human from this place. They're into that." Mm-hmm. But also, it, it's sort of trying to get away from the. It's 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 using the other species, but then trying to get away from the like the stereotype thing. Because obviously, at this point, we've had however many hundreds of episodes of Star Trek, and every single time, almost that you run into a a, a Vulcan, they're like, they're, it's it's the actor doing some sort of Spock impression, basically, most yeah. of the time. And and while, yeah, okay, that's maybe the, what the, you know, the, the sort of as written species sort of thing is, as you know, a little bit like, it, mm-hmm. I, I like sort of adding adding the texture and being like, okay, this is a character that's like this, but it, it's, more, it's less surface level stuff, you know. Let's add yeah. some, you know, what are they into? What are they doing? Why do, why are they here? Kind of thing, rather than just like this is another this is a Vulcan. They are stoic and they like to raise an eyebrow at things, rather than you know. <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. The, the, the training has masked a lot of the individuality. Yeah, that they would have had otherwise. I mean, it's it's a sort of it's a problem with sci-fi in general. Really, is that it's it's so easy to just be like, oh, this character, this type of character comes from this world. And uh, I guess this is a, this is a gangster world or something like this. And it's like, well, that's yeah. not how it would work in real life though, is it? You yeah. Know. There's always going to be more individual differences. Yeah. Within any sort of group. Mm. And this is the fun thing with running it as an RPG is that like, we haven't got, yeah, we're not limited by a TV budget really, yeah. you know, <laughs> We're not uh, as much as I try and stick to hour-long episodes here about you know <laughs> in the things. We're not limited to like, oh no, we've got to get the story wrapped up in forty-five minutes with commercials, you know. Yeah, sort of we've thing. got a lot more possible time to play with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just fun, a bit more freedom, and we don't need to have scenes stop every ten minutes for an ad break. No, <laughs> we could start doing that. <laughs> But I uh, just. I think that's not... going to be more work. Than yeah, that's more work. Like, I, I need to stop giving myself more editing work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm happy with everything we've added. So let, let's let's do a quick recap then. So uh, we got our two gardeners. Um, I've, uh, again, I've gotten written as angry gardener and enthusiastic cheerful gardener. The Tellerite and the Saurium, uh, Saurium, Saurian, <laughs> who are civilians, but they they mostly work in the arboretum. Um, uh, no names for them uh, or ages, but, but you know that's sort of that not the end of the world that we haven't got those. You know, I can, I, that that's something I can sort of add later. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, I, I like those as a sort of both, both a pairing and like a playing off each other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, we've added to uh, Nurse Jurea, who's the unjoined trill, uh, frequent hair color and style changes. Um, has and changes tattoos. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like it, it. That's not. That's not like a massive plot point. This is what I. This is what I like about this. Yeah. It's like we're not adding. Like this is gonna rock the foundation of the whole series. It's just like no. It's just a little detail. You know. Yeah, the richness of it. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we've got our Cation and human uh, couple who are also nurses, and they they like to do ballroom dancing. I like it. It is so random. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, this is the this is the fun thing. I mean, like the same. Uh, Eden and I spent time coming up with somebody who doesn't like his character. <laughs> you know, but and, and, like Mark and I came up with like, well, what does what does Ray like? Okay, he he does archery, I guess. And there was something else I think we added as well. I can't remember at this point. But like, it, it might have been an engineer or something. But, you know, again, just like little random bits where I'm like, okay, well, this is, you know, not everything is going to be plot related. This is the fun yeah. thing, you know. It, it is, it, um, it's it texture. That's what I like. I like to adding texture. Yeah. 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 And it's it's always more interesting to have a, a weird mix. Yeah. 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 
everybody's got there by their own on their own sort of path rather than just be like well it's it's not gonna not everybody's gonna be the same here you know they've all come from different worlds different you know backgrounds different everything and they're gonna be into different things and they're gonna be you know yeah so uh, yeah thank you so much for joining me for this day today i do like doing these uh these bonus things and that Mm -hmm. um we've got frontier season two is coming uh we don't have a date for it yet <laughs> um because at the time of recording this we uh we i'm sort of in the process of uh, sorting out what's coming next on the podcast which is going to be some D, and then following that we're going to be doing frontier season two um yeah. but it is coming and i have started writing and stuff and it's going to be good it's uh, yeah awesome but yeah let's say yeah. thanks again for joining me um Listeners, in the meantime, I think I'm not entirely sure the the order of things. I think next episode is also going to be another one of these crew roster ones uh, with Amy. And then after that will be D&D. But that should be, I think, if I can get it organized in two weeks' time on the regular uh, release day, which I think, if I've got my dates right, should be on Thursday, August 17th. That one should be coming out. Um, obviously watch watch this space because <laughs> <laughs> organizing is tough um, but yeah in the meantime uh, you can find all of our stuff all of our links to our socials and discord and ko-fi our merch store and I guess everything it's been a while since I've been on there I can't remember what I've got <laughs> uh, it's all at pretendingwithdice.com so uh, yeah head to there in the meantime but yeah, we will uh, we'll see you all very soon um, in two weeks' time for another one. I've forgotten how to end a podcast. It's been a while since I've done one. So, <laughs> so th- thanks again for joining me, Dragon. And uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you all soon.